Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Up Your Alley. It's a podcast where two best friends. That's me. My name is Taylor Edgar, and with me, as always, is my best friend Jake Baggett. Say hey, Jake. Hello. We recommend things to each other, and then we come back the next week to talk about them and rate them between one and three, based on how much that is up our individual alleys. Uh, move the scorecard. I move the scorecard. I've been moving a lot of stuff around. Oh my god! Is it throwing you off? Do you need it yeah. back here? You've moved everything. I had. I'm I starting had to. to notice that I have a tick because you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of this podcast is I'm just trying to trigger your latent <laughs> yeah. OCD. I'm like, okay, stuff's changing. <laughs> so stuff is changing in the basement. I know none of you can see this because we aren't recording with cameras yet, but, but we do have... Like, that's the plan. So that's, that's the plan. What we're... There is a YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, slash pod. You can go, go ahead and subscribe to that. There's nothing there. Now, actually, you know what? I'm going to make a Jake record a little trailer. A little, yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to try to edit it and add graphics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun little thing. It's going to be not great. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, but we're going to try. So uh, the score right now, it's 38 to 38. Today Man, we are great. talking about uh, the Hulu series, History of the World Part 2. Yeah. that just aired last week. And we're also going to be talking about the 2001? Yep. 2001. Um, 2004, I thought. 2001. Oh, wow. 2001 uh, Richard Linklater film, Waking Life. Yeah. So we're going to talk about those things, but first we're going to catch up a little bit. Uh, we were going to talk about Last of Us, which we're recording this on Tuesday the 14th. That's pi day. It's pie day. Yeah, that's true. 314. Yeah. And then before that, it was 310 Mario Day. Yeah. Gotta love those. March is just filled with these weird, <coughs> weird holidays. holidays. Yeah. I love pie day, though. Did that's you have some pie one. today? No. I've got cake upstairs. We had pizza pie. We broke the rules. We oh, really? stretched them. And the we were pizza like, pie? pizza pie. That's perfect. Works. You want some cake? I've got cake upstairs. Oh, no. I'm full, buddy. Well, I mean, you can take it home with you. Oh, yeah. Then hell chocolate, yeah. Chocolate <laughs> peanut butter cake. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah it's good. Um, so, what were we? Oh, yeah. So, we're going <laughs> to talk about that. But uh, Jake did not watch The Last of Us. Uh, I, I watched it. You, I do not do relevant stuff yes barely ever at all yeah. i know how the game ends and it has to end the same way it does so yeah. that's great ending it gave a lot more backstory um you got to see ellie's mom yeah which was great cool. so uh the comic book i gave you that i also recommend to everybody it's a four issue thing uh called last of us american dreams yeah and that showed uh how ellie met uh, her friend, whose name I'm completely blanking on, yeah, Riley. Riley, uh-huh. uh, and they showed a different version of how Riley and Ellie met Marlene than they did in the show. Okay, and cool. granted, you know it was a comic series; it wasn't in the game. Uh-huh. So, changing that, it's not getting people in as much of an uproar. Yeah, and the comic was written by Neil Druckmann, who wrote the game and yeah. created the whole. Shebang. This is his story, so yeah. it's how he thought it should be. But then when Craig Mazin, who Craig Mason did uh, the showrunner. He did Chernobyl, which I never saw. Did you watch Chernobyl? No, I hear uh, accolades about it. I think we're going to have to check that out. I guess so. The, the way he did this, it's fantastic. It's something that I'm actually interested in, the yeah. whole Chernobyl uh, situation. Yeah, shit so, blew up. Yeah. yeah. Very scary shit blew up. That's why you shouldn't trust communism. That's you why you stuff should like trust that. communism. Because <laughs> they got together and they stopped it from being terrible. It's getting worse day yeah, by day. I know. <laughs> Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the he rewrote uh Ellie and mm-hmm. Ellie uh how she is immune they kind of gave mm-hmm. a quick little throwaway thing which I realized the game never told no, you why never. she's immune. Yeah, just, they don't. You figure it's one of those things where where they say Some you shouldn't aren't. wash your hands so much cuz the bacteria uh will become resistant to the yeah. antibacterial soap. Yeah. So I think in the game they're just kind of like someone's bound to be immune to this yeah. shit. You can't just keep killing all of us. Yeah, we're not all the same. So they gave a reason for that and it's good. 
Okay, good. And uh, and they changed the way that Marlene met Ellie, and it really made Marlene's character and her relationship with Ellie, because she was good yeah. friends with Ellie's mom, uh-huh. that bond okay, there was cool. a, a lot better. I really like Marlene with Joel uh, in the game. Right. That was just... A lot of things that the game did well was tell its story through the gameplay. Yes. Where you get to know Joel and Ellie. One of my favorite things about the game is you do these little puzzles that Ellie helps you out with, and then you'll see a tiny little triangle pop up above her hand. You press triangle, you give a little high five. And then you oh, get, I didn't know she, that. She giggles. I've yeah. never I've never congratulated the child on video yeah. games. And I'm like, this is great. Like We're just like enjoying each other's company while we solve these little puzzles. I will, I will say this. In the last episode, it's not... Uh, they nailed two things that I they had to do. They had to do giraffes. The giraffes were in it. Yeah. It was a real giraffe. And yeah. I was like, ah, I want a pet a giraffe. Giraffes. Oh, I've done it. Oh, my God. Brevard County Zoo down in Florida. Yeah. They have giraffes. Like, it's a raised walkway. Oh, cool. It's the biggest scam I've ever seen in my fucking life. So, they scam. have a, a raised walkway. So, you're at face level with the giraffes. Yeah. Giraffes know you can feed them there. So, they're hanging out. Yeah. And giraffes, are, they're living the life. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you can pay money to oh. feed the giraffes. Oh. And it's uh, $2 or 3 for $5. Mm. What they're giving you is a leaf of romaine lettuce. <laughs> That's $2. <laughs> wow. And every at, kid's at like, carrot. Can, I, can I feed the giraffes? And yeah. you're just like, this is the biggest waste of money <laughs> I've ever seen. And it's not even like the vending machine where you get like the pellets and you can yeah. feed a goat at a petting zoo. Yeah, that's just a big ex- leaf. And it sticks out its weird little black tongue and it comes at you and they're just giving you so much joy for your child's life which is great and it's a memory but at the same time you're like i mean five fucking dollars for a leaf of lettuce this is absurd at least a carrot and they they i think with the carrot they're afraid you got to get too close to it so it's like a whole like you know like you buy the romaine hearts Uh uh-huh they just literally open up one of those and And then then pull out out the the outside one and hand it to you Uh and they're like two (laughs) dollars god damn it it pays for five romaine lettuce yeah so uh, the Brevard County Zoo is not going to be a sponsor, unfortunately, <laughs> after I've just given the game away on their thing. But the uh, what you were saying with the game in yeah. the last episode as well, mm-hmm. uh, they're climbing through the building in uh, Salt Lake City where the game ends. Yeah. And Joel's like, oh, you think if I boost you up there, you could push that ladder down? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's every video game where you have a companion. They say that exact thing. Yeah. It's like, you think if I boost you up there, you can push the ladder down? And I'm oh like, my yeah. God, that is so fan- freaking funny. They nailed that. So yeah, oh Last of Us was fantastic. I think that's it's good to hear. I'm happy that people can enjoy that story. For right now. I think everybody's wrong when they say that this is the best video game story ever told because there's hundreds right. of better stories told. You like. Oddly numbered Yakuza games um, as the best stories. I, Yakuza Three is probably my favorite story yeah. because there's a lot more emotion involved. And you also like Yakuza Five, but not Yakuza Four so much. No, I love Yakuza Four. I haven't beat okay. Yakuza Five. I have no idea. Yakuza Like a Dragon is awesome. It's such a good story so far. So far, yeah. How far into it are you? I am very far into it. I'm about thirty six hours. Jesus Christ, you're not done? No, it's a whole work week. It's an RPG game, and with uh, turn based RPGs, I just stop. Yeah, when I reach a roadblock, I'm like, oh god, I have to stop. Speaking of roadblocks, uh, mm. something that you recommended to me on our uh, preview episode. Yeah, I downloaded the demo for Resident Evil Four. Hell yeah! So I've talked about I played most of Resident Evil Two, the yeah. remake. I played a good bit of Resident Evil Three, the remake, and I'm like, I'll download the demo of Resident Evil Four because yeah. I've heard from multiple people, not just you, they're like, that's my favorite game. Yeah, that's it's one my of the best favorite games ever made. M- maybe yeah. one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. 
Definitely the best Resident Evil. A lot of people are going to say that they were inspired by Resident Evil. You can see it in games. Really? You know? Yeah. The over-the-shoulder view, that was that Resident third Evil person. 4. Okay, yeah. See, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm not arguing against Resident yeah. Evil 4. I've never <laughs> played the I'm game. I'm sorry. It's just, I really like that game. I so what'd you think? What'd you think no. of the demo? Yeah? No? It's uh, there's a There's a Spaniard with a mask over his face. It's a very yeah. leather-faced thing. Chainsaw Man. Yeah. I don't know if I just suck at this game in particular, uh-huh. but I die quickly no and often chainsaw man's one hit kill and chainsaw man is wait i can kill him in one hit or he always kills no, he me in one always kills you in okay one hit. i was gonna say if I've, so, I've shot this guy everywhere you. with the seven bullets they give you <laughs> oh you just gotta keep moving there's, there's gonna be bullets ever, a strewn everywhere i know but still yeah. the in the aiming's hard and it's just i don't know i love it all right so i should so. i should keep trying to kill chainsaw man yeah of course well if you're not enjoying it you should, you should stop but I, I don't and if you if you feel like it's not your style, try the original and see what you think of that one. Because they have the original for Switch. The, it's on uh, PlayStation 5 and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm pushing it on the judgment of this one. You nailed it with recommending Hades on that episode. Hell yeah. That game is great. I will say this. No, and well, another really fantastic story. Yeah. Hades is a blast. But um, I still haven't beaten it yet. It's it's I've beaten it and there's still story. I'm at like 42 attempts and still haven't gotten out. Oh yeah, you got a lot of attempts. I'm, sure. I'm going to play it tonight again. Thank you so much. <coughs> as soon yeah. as we mention it, I have to play it some more. But I will say this, we got a rec uh, last week from a listener email. Yeah. from our buddy Adam. Yeah. And he recommended the game Splitgate. Splitgate. Yeah. Downloaded that. That game yeah. is fun as hell. Awesome, huh? A really um I haven't done much online gaming, especially with shooters, because yeah. more and more they're coming into the whole Battle Royale thing, where yeah. it's like you and 60 people figure it out. Yeah. I don't like shooters like that. I love Fall Guys. That's 40 people. Like, you and I have played Fall Guys a bunch. Yeah, that, that game's great. It's fun. Uh-huh. This is four-on-four teams, yeah. and I love the mechanics. Everything's really clean, and getting good at that game uh-huh. feels awesome. All right. Let's do it up. Let's play it. Yeah, absolutely. All I'll right. get a capture card at some point so we can record. Yeah, we can put it on the Oh, I have a good channel. video game idea later. Yeah, it will be available at youtube.com slash upyourallypod. Sweet. We have one subscriber right now. It's me. Oh, man. I'm yeah. not going to subscribe. <laughs> I really don't like our output. <laughs> <laughs> These guys seem pretentious to me. <laughs> Just really don't, really don't hit home for me. But yeah, it's it's... It's fun. Like Splitgate's a really cool game. Awesome. There's one thing where if you know if you get the last kill, it replays it for everybody. Oh hell yeah! And That's I shot like a portal, one the one. and then I shot another portal, and then as I was standing against this wall, I shoot the other portal, and a dude walks right past it, and I shoot him with my shotgun, yeah. and I'm like, "That's gonna look really cool on everyone else's replay," <laughs> and it did. Like it looked like I planned this all out, and some. In my head, they're like, "Yeah, this guy's fucking. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. This guy's so good." PlayStation user ID Babalu Fish Tank really has his yeah. shit together. <laughs> my, I felt like that whenever I play Rocket League, and I know I'm terrible. It's so at it. fun to get good at that game. I'm so terrible at it, but every once in a while, I hit this amazing shot where I'm just yeah. banking off the roof and hitting the ball and just dragging it right into the goal. Perfect. And I'm like, I'm probably the greatest Rocket League. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I pretty much nailed this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did this the best. I did make the mistake of. Going on YouTube and seeing what professional Splitgate players do. Oh, yeah, no. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. It's absurd. But uh, going back to Resident Evil. Uh-huh. So games like this where when you get good at it, it feels great. Hades, mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. God of War, same way. Like getting down your parries and everything like that. Yeah. Feels so good. Does Resident Evil get like that? Or is it just survival and be like, hey, I accomplished this? I don't, it feels like there's not going to be no. like going pop headshot or even going back to like a Metal Gear sneaking around and choking people out in different ways. And, uh-huh. 
you know, using camo, is there is there a feeling of getting good at that game? Because it's just frustrating. I don't know point. about the remake, but in Resident Evil Four, yes, like there's there's ways that you can shoot the people so that you can do these much more damaging follow up attacks to them. Yeah, there's I noticed also, that this guy's got a judo kick like a some of a yeah. bitch. Oh, like yeah, he'll Leon. be just kicking some pitchfork wielding Spaniard, yeah. but then they pop right back up because they're the undead. Yeah. They do not want to stop. No. It's wonderful. But no. they also, when you beat the game, they have a mode called Mercenaries, which is just like an open arena shooter. And oh. you just run around trying to kill as many people as you can before you die. And it's, yeah, those are for the people that are trying really hard at that game. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. As far as zombies go, they have had first uh, reviews for Dead Island 2. Yeah. And it's getting great reviews. Really? Everyone says it's so much fun. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. You get like Wolverine claws and you're just like punching zombies in the head. Mm. It looks mm. it looks like what I want to do to all the peasants in Resident Evil 4. <laughs> but uh-huh. my incredibly well-trained, because there's like a background training montage where he's getting like the Black Widow training for yeah. being in the special forces. Leon is. Yeah. Cool. He can't shoot for shit. <laughs> His <laughs> aim is horrible. That's, that's what like, I'm it's not just everybody. me. Like I'm putting the reticle on where it's supposed to be, and then it's he's drifting. Twang. Everywhere. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like scared. I saw, I saw the training montage. What like, are you doing? This is a ghost. He's done it before. I played that game, and he's so good at shooting them. Yeah. All right. Well, it's fun. I think it's that's great. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna play it. I'm definitely gonna play it and beat the shit out of it. I know you are. All right. Well, let's get into the meat of the show. Yeah. Where we talk about uh, what we're going to be talking about. So, who you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, would it, let's go with me first. My recommendation to you. My, your recommendation to me. Okay, yeah. so what we're going to be talking about first is Jake's Rec to Me. The 2001, it's uh, described as an experimental adult animated film. Yeah, adult. You throw adult in there, it has different connotations. Yes. A movie for adults is yeah. not an adult film. Yeah, it should have been something like a little, yeah. but I can't even say mature. You can't say mature. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's hard to sell it, but like no kid is going to be interested I mean, in it's this r- animated movie. It's rated R, but I think it's just rated R for language. There's no nudity or violence or anything like that. There's, There's one titty. It's, but it's a drawn titty. Yeah. I mean, but I've seen art it. museums got a drawn titty. You don't got to be yeah, seventeen to get in there. I find myself aroused and confused. Our by state flag has a drawn titty on it. I know, just one. I convinced myself in middle school that it had to be a dude. I was like, this is just a dude that we're looking at. That's no, that's Lady no. Lady Justice. We have the most produ- provocative flag of any state. Yeah, name another state with a booby. None of them. Exactly. None of them. Nobody has the guts. Good old Commonwealth of Virginia. That's what I'm talking about. Only flag with a titty. <laughs> Regardless, titty flags aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, why did you recommend this film to me? Uh, what does it mean to you when you get into it? What are, what are you thinking? So this was way back I mean, in the day give of Give like a background of what the movie is. Because if you don't know what it is, it's... It's really hard to explain. Yeah. Well, uh, a, a basic... Well, what, what happened was back in the day of DVDs, you know, I would buy weird uh, movies... And then they would have trailers before of weird movies. And I can't even remember what movie that I had that was like, oh, check out Waking Life. And I was like, that looks really cool. Like, I just like the look of it. So I got it off of that. And then um, I watched it and I loved it because yeah. philosophy is something that I really enjoy. Uh, engaging in conversation with somebody who's like 10 times smarter than I will ever be is very interesting to me. And this movie does it in such a uh, interesting way that I loved it. 
if it if I could explain it, I would say that it's a kid that's interested in lucid dreaming. Right. So we're following him in, in his dream. The like basis of consciousness and what is waking life yeah. title of the fucking movie. So they do uh, the thing where they say the name of the movie <laughs> in it. It's like in your waking life. I'm, ah. <laughs> so like he's uh but he's he's always talking to somebody very interesting and then he wakes up, but he wakes up in another dream. And some of the people are doctor scientist type people. Yeah. Real scientists. Philosopher real people. Sometimes they're Alex Ross. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Alex Ross is the famous painter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. I'm sorry, Alex Ross. I shouldn't have compared you. Yeah. Alex Jones is in it. He is. And that's pretty interesting. It, because It is now. He's got a very interesting dialogue that he says. Alex Jones aside. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not... Don't go see this if you like Alex yeah. Jones now. No, I would absolutely. He's he's completely different person. If, in if that you movie. think Alex Jones has been just crushing it since two thousand one, yeah. this movie is not for yeah. you because it's a lot deeper than screaming about yes vitamin supplements and frogs frogs being gay. gay. Yeah, <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever heard. But yeah. it, it, you don't it, listen to him enough if that's the weirdest thing for him <laughs> say. But about the movie, I think it's even interesting hey. that the crux of the problem doesn't even get like addressed until like halfway into the movie which is the main character who's never never named right he's, he's never just named the protagonist yeah. whatever it's kind of like a uh, fight club they don't it, give that edward is, norton's character's name that is the kid from uh, days and confused thought he looked familiar yeah yeah and richard linklater likes his uh, little kid from yeah. days and confused so and linklater he did this and he did slacker was his first yeah i have big seen one. That one yeah yeah but Dazed and Confused, which is like completely different from this type of movie. Yeah. But then he did uh, Before Sunset, Before Sunrise. Yeah. And I would say that this is more akin to those movies where it's just a lot of dialogue. He did Scanner Darkly too, right? Yes. So Scanner Darkly has – this movie's the rotoscope. So mm-hmm. it was filmed and then animated over. Yeah. That's how they kind of do it. Exactly. So um, it, there are parts of it that are – you know, they look like someone traced – film cells and yeah. some of it looks you know it's a little more abstract and they take yes, some you know take... artistic license with it yeah animations it's yeah it's it's interesting it's, it's interesting, interesting for sure yeah there's really cool visuals in it there's very frustrating visuals in it that like yes. are hard to see yeah but it's like you're trying stuff and that's pretty cool to me I'm taking a swing for sure yeah but it was all the conversations that they have that mm-hmm. i love the guy that was talking about like the uh revolutions of age that um, yes. men have been through, mm-hmm. and it's like how faster and faster they're going to exponentially. It. So yeah. it's like we were, you know, cavemen for a hundred thousand years, and then yeah. between a hundred thousand years and fifty thousand years, we were hunter gatherers, and yep. then we moved into cities, and then the industrial revolution was one hundred fifty years ago. Yeah, and then you know we went from airplanes to the moon in yeah. thirty years or fifty years, however long yeah. it was, and to the that were just age. getting you know faster and, says, and faster and faster. And he says that the re- there will be a lifetime where people see like two revolutions. In one lifetime. I think we're kind of there. I think we're right there. And that's pretty darn interesting to me that, you know, I never even thought about something like that. And then, you know, this super smart guy who has a great perception of what's going on with it really fills you in on, you know, exactly what you're supposed to be seeing if you look into this. And I was blown away with that type of information. So, and then the kid kid wakes up, goes to another person. does he? Not really. Yeah. But he goes to... Because the whole crux is he doesn't know if he's asleep or not. So no, he's he, talking to all these people, yeah. seeing if he's still dreaming. And the stuff about lucid dreaming I found fascinating. Yeah. Because I've, I've have you ever done the lucid dreaming? Mm, once. Once? When I was a kid. I've pulled it off a couple times. I remember uh, swinging around like Spider-Man. And then I yeah. uh, woke up. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was pretty cool. Whenever I've, I've, cause they, I will say that the lucid dreaming parts were the most interesting parts. Yeah. Which is weird because I think there's nothing worse than having people talk about their dreams to you. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite things. I had the weirdest dream. I don't care. Unless it's about you and I can sum it up in three sentences, I'm not going to bring it up. Yes. I'll tell you, hey, I dreamt about you. We talked about breakfast. That's why I can never be a therapist. You know how many <laughs> fucking people's dreams you have to listen and then give critiques on? Like they're pitching do you they a screenplay? Do that? Yes, they do. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to talk to your therapist about dream. your dreams. Yeah. yeah. Which okay. I've done before. Okay. And then I felt bad afterwards. I was like, My you don't want to hear about this. Very interesting. No, they're not. Nobody's uh, interested in no, your mostly, dreams, but they're Taylor's mostly, dream. <laughs> all my dreams boil down to, yeah, it's stress and anxiety, and it's your body just trying to process it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so you like the lucid dreaming part where they talk about that. Yeah. And I like the uh, perception outside of the body, like the guy who's talking about how his lucid dreaming task now is to see in 360 degrees. Yeah. And like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. how can you even think of something like that? I did like the part where they're talking about lucid dreaming where you can't read close up and i'm like mm-hmm. oh i've done that in dreams before definitely mm-hmm. and it's kind of yeah. weird that you can't read there are lock. yeah there are like universals in dreams rules. and you know yeah. n- not so much like rules but like not rules like not not so ru- rules like inception yeah they're like this is how dreams yeah. work and you if need you don't totem. The, <laughs> you know then their brain's gonna send you know army soldiers after you to kill you in, in your dream. brain <laughs> right but like how there are uh just general things that happen across you know the world in yeah, dreams and that's shit very like that. interesting yeah and following the uh light switch rule was this the did they talk about this in the movie or did i because i did some youtube stuff afterwards where did they talk about the crossword puzzle thing in the movie yes yeah okay those that, that was ethan hawk yeah and i w- did some follow-up that on amazing so there's this thing uh ethan hawk and what's her name julie uh delpy mm-hmm. they they were both in slacker yeah and they're they, kind of playing their characters from before sunset and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, they're before sunrise. They were yeah, in that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I didn't know that. I was reading it off the Wikipedia page. Right, right. So I knew that they were in it. I know, you know. I just knew it was Ethan Hawke when I was a kid. I was like, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, so I thought Robert Downey Jr. was in this, but Robert Downey Jr. is in A Scanner Darkly. Yes. And even though the musician guy at the beginning of this looks and sounds like Robert Downey Jr., but it a turns out he's actually the guy that does the music. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, with his weird rotoscope face. Yeah. Anybody kind of looks like Robert Downey Jr. They could have just put Robert Downey Jr.'s face right on there. They could have. But uh, it was really nice. That what they were talking about was a study where they gave uh, had a control group, and it's people that do the crossword puzzle. Mm. And then for they had their regular people that are doing that day newspapers crossword puzzle. Mm. And then they had another group that were isolated, and they gave them the crossword puzzle that people did the day before that was out in the newspaper. So in the experience, mind of the experiment the answers were out there in the ether yeah that people had already done this it's a problem that's already been solved by a bunch of people and then the people even though you don't know that what the crossword puzzle is right yeah they didn't know it had been done but those people saw a 20 percent increase in how well they did the crossword because those answers had been done yeah and i look that up that shit shit's real but they also it's one of those things where you know good morning america has something every day it's like a new study shows that you know if someone throws a glass of red wine in your face, you're not going to have Parkinson's. And they they have <laughs> a study a that shows a control troop of 190 people. Exactly, yeah. but they have you know studies that say anything. But it's kind of yeah. cool that that kind of it's something that it's worth exploring to for sure. at the very least to me. And that's yeah. that's what I get from this whole movie as a theme is it's something worth exploring for sure. 
think that's the lucid dreaming part of it. I think that's every conversation that he has with everybody because more or less, yeah. There's conflicting ideals that he talks to with with people. Mm-hmm. There's conflicting ideas of what's happening around him, and like just very uh, cool things that are uh, worth listening to at the very least, for you know? sure. And I will say this: so I think I mentioned last week I did. I I'm sure I saw this movie at in college. I'm sure. I wasn't paying attention. You're pretty sure you're waking life, doing the pretentious thing. I, I know I've seen some of it. Yeah. I If I've sat through all of it, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it was like waking life, naked lunch, all that, you know, fuck it. And then you go back to fear and loathing and shit like that where you, you uh-huh. have a Fight Club poster hanging up I mean, on your cinder block wall yeah, yeah. and you think you're fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have an ironic haircut for a while and you wear a hemp necklace and you learn how to play songs on acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's everybody in college. That's not just me. <laughs> that wasn't... But so I... I I will say this now hits me better because I think in college, and it might just be the way idiot college kids are, is kind of associated as being a drug movie. Yeah. Like drugs will kids, help you. Kids will movie. get high and uh-huh. watch this. Yeah. And I think it kind of had that stigma because I'm not a drug guy. Yeah. And I'm not anymore. When I watched this first time, I was on drugs. No, right. when I watched this the first time, I was not on drugs. And then I watched it the second time on drugs. Well, marijuana. And I was yeah. like, this is great. It's medicine. Yes. It's not drugs. Yeah, medicine. Yeah. And then... Uh, Jake smokes meth. <laughs> then watches experimental adult films. Did a good shot of horse. We got that. got into we it. We got that recorded on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jake shoots up black tar heroin and watches adult films. I feel great after. On the record. Yeah, he's fine. He shows up to record at the right time. And he's leaving with cake. Let him live his life. But, so yeah, it was kind of you know I set feel, up as, as can, a weed movie. Yeah. If it hadn't been, I would have watched it sooner. I hear because you. I like it's like the Grateful Dead. If you um, have to do drugs to do it, yeah, uh, fuck off. It's, it's one and of it, they don't even they don't really even talk about drugs. I thought no. it was I kind of associated with it, and it's something that's really in the zeitgeist now. Is people talking about like ayahuasca and DMT? Yeah, and the dream things they talk about in this. It's and, you know I've never done ayahuasca and shit like that. I, yeah. I got enough shit going on in my brain. Uh-huh. And they talk about how everyone sees like you know fractal designs and elves that come from another dimension. And yeah. they teach you the secrets of the universe. And there's a god snake that everyone sees. I'm like, okay, if it's like that, you know, no, go ahead and talk <laughs> about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to be a part of this. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're doing that more with dreaming, yeah, it's like, oh, I've been there. Yeah, like I, 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 you know, one of the most I, relatable things. Like, I got a ticket to this show yeah. every night. I got one coming up in about an hour and a half. He, the guy, he, uh, the guy that's sitting down playing the uke, and he's like, you know, when you're just having that day, I fucking where, hate the ukulele, sad bar. Yeah. Just fuck the ukulele forever. <laughs> he's like, you work, you know, from nine to five, you get off, and then you wake up and realize that it, it wasn't all a dream. And now you have to go to work, right? You know, that's pretty darn relatable. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was that's really cool. Yeah, have that. So I do think it was, and it, again, this could have just been to me. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a philosophical drug movie. Yeah, which I hate. But I would say that it is, but it's also it's a philosophical movie, but it's yeah. not strictly tied to drugs. Yes, which is great. Yes. So that was a big plus for me when I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, this is about sleep and dreaming." It's not about you know if you take mushrooms, yeah. you're going to commune with the gods from another yeah. dimension. Because you might be able to. Sh- great, yeah. I got shit to do. I'm not going to find that uh, out. It's like I uh, concentrate better when I smoke weed. Right. You know, so when I watch this movie and I listen to, you know, a really smart scientist talk for five minutes about something like language and how humans developed it beyond what other animals have, mm-hmm. um, I could sit down and listen to every word that she's saying, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so 
the negative for me on this movie uh-huh. was I'm a big podcast guy, obviously, mm-hmm. but I I wanted to hear more from every individual person. Like I the agree. five minute segments, uh-huh. I would have much rather this be. And one thing I was going to recommend to you, but I asked you and you'd already seen it, and I think does this movie better is um, Midnight Gospel. Yeah, sure. Duncan Trussell's show. So yeah. if you haven't seen Midnight Gospel, it's mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's a very it's the dude that that's did a very it, great comparison. Yeah, it's the dude that did Adventure Time. Uh-huh. And Duncan Trussell, amazing comedian podcaster. Yes. He's a big drug guy. Duncan, and, yeah. Duncan Trussell is. Yeah. And he uh plays this character who has a interdimensional podcast. Yeah. And they animate the interviews. Mm. So like in the first one, he's talking to uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky about ab- drugs. About drugs. Yeah. But it's animated where Dr. Drew is the president of this dimension and he works in the and White House and they're fighting off zombies yeah. while the interview and it's a long firm, like thirty minute interview. Yeah. Uh, like funny. a sh- short podcast, but it's an yeah. entertaining and it's one art style. It's not fucking moving around all the time. <laughs> Being distracted, it's like, why is that guy finger getting so long? This is so, it, like, it's so. Why did you bother filming this? It's just and the animation was shaky in Waking Life. Going back to uh, Midnight Gospel, it's a consistent art style and yeah. it is psychedelic stuff going on. Well. and it's legitimately funny. Mm-hmm. Like the yes, you're the, right. It bookends the bits every that they set up. During yeah, it bookends the, uh, every interview where you know yeah. they're going through things and he's talking to his computer and shit like that. Uh-huh. And it's longer form conversations. And I just i i want as soon as they moved on to like from something that was interesting, uh-huh. go to Alex Jones. He was in there for two minutes. He's yeah. just driving around in a car screaming. Yeah, his face is getting redder and redder. Yeah, he's screaming. Spot on what Alex Jones yes, should be. But he's. Spitting some fucking truth in this he, fucking he's movie. He's throwing it down. <laughs> yeah. That was 2001 Alex Jones. I know. I can see why people were really taken in by that guy. Oh, he's you know, a very entertaining person. He, he had a, well, he claims he had a mental breakdown and he's kind of lost his way and whatever. I mean, whatever. You're talking nonsense now. That's, no one that was at the Capitol no on January 6th was yeah. doing awesome things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and we just lost some listeners, I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but... I liked listening to him. I would have liked to listen to him more. Yeah. And I like the longer form. And granted, this did come out before podcasting. Yeah. And not, you know, to toot our own horn, like, oh, podcasting is the most pure art form ever. But long form conversations are much more interesting. You would get them on NPR or something like that. Right. You'd have to sit down and try and catch something on HBO on Sunday morning. There was no real outlet for that because any kind of – media that was put out since you know the 2001 the internet was aol dial-up you were getting a yeah. disc from safeway that had minutes on it where you're paying yeah. for the internet by the minute and I, when i uh watched this movie i looked up everybody that i was very engaged with mm-hmm. you know and that's how i had to find out i had to look up like all the names of the people in waking life and then match right. them up with what they what they were saying so i'd have to like look at the picture of them in real life and what they were in the movie right and be like okay that's that doctor yeah and it was like a lot of work for something like that where it was and an it interview, didn't like have their name at yeah. the bottom it's like oh this is been this so person so nice if they just said their name <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it you know it was it was it was fine like yeah. it it wasn't great to me i'm giving it a 2 unbelievable i thought i was going to get a 1 so a two is. I gotta tell you, I came, I came down these brilliant. basement stairs ready to give you a one. Yeah, but I think you kind of turned me around on it. Hey, yeah. not all the way, not all the way. But I will say this: it, it, I did. I'm it's like, another one of those things that I went into with my preconceived motion, yeah. notions, like I just talked about. I thought it was a drug thing. Uh-huh. I don't care. Uh huh. 
and the fact that it was a sleep thing that got me going. But I really did wish it was more. And uh-huh. like I, I think Midnight Gospel is a better version of this. That's a great. I think that yeah. a lot of podcasting really is a better version that. of this. Like I gave you last week with uh, uh, Mark Gagnon talking to uh-huh. William Truebridge on Camp Gagnon. Uh-huh. If that was if he was just telling that story about minutes, diving yeah. down and how you can control your breath and then you know him blacking out yeah. and then just moved on to someone else, I'd be like, no, no, what, what was that guy talking about? That yeah. was interesting. Uh-huh. And you know they cut away from it and it was fine. But for two thousand one, I think it's very interesting. It's yeah. a good experimental adult I think film. It's a good experimental adult film. Yeah, it was something that was very engaging to me. It's kind of opened up my eyes to philosophy and checking into stuff like that. Great. I might send you some more philo- philosophical stuff. I hate to say this, Jacob, but yeah. I think there are some episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience that you would really enjoy, where I'm he talks to philosophers. Joe Rogan. No, I you just hate Joe Rogan. He's you know, a we're fucking idiot. We're recording this on. <laughs> we're recording this on a Spotify platform, yeah. and he owns the place basically. Well. That's that's why Sorry. we don't have so many listeners. Rogan and Mr. Beast are trying to cancel us <laughs> because of your shenanigans. I just think he's an idiot. I don't yes. This is the way I would say it. I'm a stupid person. Mm-hmm. By that, I, I mean, agree with you. Thank you. <laughs> I, if you tell me something, I'm going to retain it yeah. a, a little bit. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, if you tell me something, I'm going to be like, so you're trying to tell me that these horse pills are going to kind of save my life? Yeah. No, I want to be like, okay, you're smarter than me, and you're giving me information that I'm going to retain and use in yeah. my own life. If you had been listening to Alex Jones since Waking Life came out, you would have been at the Capitol so fucking yeah. fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> How oh have you not been sucked he, into a cult yet? Uh, so many times <laughs> have I been watching cult documentaries, that and I'm like, sense. where are these guys going? They're like, yeah, then they end up killing 20 people. I was like, that's where they messed up. If they didn't do that. <laughs> Wait, so we all get matching Nikes, and then we go to bed, and then the mothership Yo, comes, picks us up? Dude, have you? do you know Rajneesh Params? <laughs> yes. Holy. <laughs> that was like 80% good times. <laughs> that 20% was a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went downhill fast. It's escalating so Yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, uh, we lost sight." Have you seen the the uh, the cult? It's called like <laughs> Orgasm Inc. They have a documentary on Netflix. Oh no, it's a sex based cult that they put out. Oh, and shit. they were getting like dorks to be in it, <laughs> and I'm just like that. Might have worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have a lot of money for a cult to come after me because oh, I'm pretty easy man. to trick too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I obviously, but that's why I have great friends uh, that are smarter than me. If they ever, like, if a cult ever gets I've you, that's going to be a recommendation. Lamb. At one point, you're going to come in here and be like, "I'd like to recommend yeah. Dianetics to you." Yeah. Yeah. Have you read the works of L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> this is called the Ghost Followers. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to read this pamphlet. <laughs> so, if you're in a cult and you want Jake to join, just Send an email to upyouralleypod at gmail.com. Seriously, try and be as um, silent about it as fast. You got to get my attention quick. You got to get from the jump. Otherwise, I'm going to talk to my friends about it, and they're going to be like, Jacob, no. Pictures and graphs hurt. You got to isolate them from their friends and loved ones. That's yes. step one for a cult. That's very true. That's why. That's why. I have good friends. T- thank you, Taylor. That's why I got you down here in this basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep me from cults, buddy. No. Get you into one. <laughs> if it's your cult, I'm fine. Ah, we're, we're set then. We, because it'll be at the beginning of a cult, which those are good times, yeah. baby. Again, the first 80% yes. is awesome. Yes. I will be out of town before yeah. things go down. <laughs> Let's move on to our next thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, two for Waking Life. It's available right now on HBO Max. I'll take a two. I really have because yeah, I felt you, like I was you, pushing you it. You talked me into it. You defended it very well. Awesome. So now we're going to talk about what I recommended for Jake. Uh, just aired last week. 
Yeah. And it is all done. It is a Hulu series, History of the World, Part 2. Yeah. The eight episodes. Did you watch all eight? Not all of them yet. Okay. How far yeah. in did you get? I'm pretty sure I'm on episode five. Okay. Yeah. So you, you got the gist of it. You, yes. You've missed some of the best parts, but. Great. That's what I like to hear because this show is fantastic. So it is a uh, follow-up to Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 1, uh-huh. uh, which what? is up there with one of the funniest movies ever. I wasn't into it. You didn't like History of the World Part 1? Not as much as like Blazing Saddles So or okay. Robin Hood Men in Tights. So we can talk about this for a minute. So uh-huh. History of the World Part 1 was kind of like uh, Mel Brooks's, and even like you, you go to Spaceballs, and Spaceballs is a bunch of skits yeah. ty- or sketches that yeah. sketch people hate when you call them skits. <laughs> I found that out with too many people that are in theater. <laughs> so uh, sketches that are loosely tied together with a plot. Sure, sure. Like, you know, sight gags, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But History of the World Part 1 is independent sketches. It's kind of like uh, yeah. Mel Brooks's version of Monty Python did, and now for something completely different, which yeah. was like all their best. I love Dead that Parrot, movie. Lumberjack song, yeah. everything. So it's just tied together. It's not, and Holy Grail, same thing. It's a bunch of sketches tied loosely together. Yeah. Life of Brian, kind of the same thing. Right. So you didn't right. like History of the World. It's just because it wasn't that funny to me. That's really? Kind of, it wasn't that engaging to me. It had some great jokes. I might have to see it again. because it's Spanish Inquisition years. song with Torquemada singing? No. <sighs> I mean, it's it's fine. Like, I don't think it's bad, but like, Blazing but you, Saddles you are Mel Brooks is my fan. favorite. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I don't know what book I read, but it had a preface by Mel Brooks. Is it preface or preface? I thought it was preface. I thought it was preface. Because you say, I'm going to preface this. Oh, yeah. By saying, Perfect. You don't say, I'm going to preface this. Uh, preface. They so, might be different words. They might be different words. We're getting into something. Up your anyway. alley at gmail.com. <laughs> so um, I, was, I have a book. He did the preface. That's right. There you go. And uh, it, the first sentence is, I am sitting down right now trying to find out if it's funny to beat up an old woman. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a life of comedy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I really love him. I think he's super duper funny. Yeah. Just he's, he's been at One it for. One of the best. Fucking years. Fucking How old is Mel Brooks now? 90? It's got to be. 96. Damn. 96. And he's doing the narration of this fucking yeah. show. Nailing it. Nailing it. He still got chops. He la- it made me laugh so hard when they're doing the Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, the Curb Your Judaism? That's so good. But then, yeah, before it even starts, he uh, announces the time that they're doing. And when he comes to Jesus Christ, he goes, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so it it is a very... Uh, it's insane. It, it, it's 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 insane. What I like yeah. about this the most is that it had um a lot of great comics, comedians cuz mm-hmm. they're not they're not like stand-up comics, but comic yeah. actors yeah. get together and do what they do best. The three main yeah. people, uh Nick Kroll who yeah. this was built This for was him. his this is his baby. Yeah. It's Apparently, they approached him and being like, are you interested in doing this? And he's like, God damn right. It's yeah. like when they asked Jason Siegel if he wanted to make a Muppets movie. He's like, yes. I, or actually. <laughs> no, it they, was the other way around. Yeah, he's, they're like, you what can do, you do anything. Do? He's like, Muppets. <laughs> but Nick Kroll was built for this. Wanda Sykes, yeah. who was fantastic. Fucking amazing. Wanda Sykes is hilarious. Every time she shows up in anything. I think the guy that stole it for me was Ike Barinholtz. Yes. Ike Barinholtz, who's been in a bunch of movies. He was in he was in fucking first Suicide Squad. He's and in Blockers. And he was also in on Mad TV. Yeah. And he never really broke out as like a huge star. He's always been a oh that guy. Yeah. 
he steals the show yeah. in this for me. Honestly. I think I and I love Nick Kroll. This was a little Kroll heavy for my taste. And like there's the whole Russian Revolution thing. He he plays a character named Schmuck Mudman. Schmuck Mudman. Which is, sounds little, very much like Gil Faison. He does. He even yeah. says oh hello in it. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah. oh hello, I'm oh. Schmuck Mudman. Hey, don't get me wrong. I love Gil Faison. <laughs> and I love George St. Giglin. I like I like Big Mouth. I like all yeah. things Nick Kroll. I love Kroll. Nick Kroll, yeah. So, so, but it was a little Kroll heavy for me. But, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, Nick Kroll's great, but I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Like, move it along. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, yeah. it was Ike Barinholtz as uh, his comedic chops are fucking unbelievable. Yes, and then he had a lot of other guest stars, like people that you've seen so far. Um, JB Smoove, yeah. He doing was, the, just JB Smoove again from yeah. Kirby Enthusiasm. He doesn't really have to do anything. He's, um, doing, he's so funny. He's still so funny. I'm uh, so happy to see that. Pamela Adlon, who's hilarious. She played a yes, Schmuck Bubbins' wife. Oh, yes. She, she's the voice she's of Bobby doing, Hill. Yeah. And she's doing great. Yeah. She's, she's fantastic. And there's so many great people involved like that. Th- I've got met your wife. I fed him a mud pie, <laughs> and he made me marry his most difficult daughter. <laughs> So it uh <laughs> the other person that made me made me laugh really hard was a uh, uh, actress named Dove Cameron. So she played Anastasia. Did you get that part? Yes. She's so Anastasia's like an influencer. Yeah. She's like hashtag last she wind off. off her own camera. And those are just classic Mel Brooks bits. Like yeah. it not like obviously him doing a wind up camera. It's yeah. so Mel Brooks. But like doing comedy. modern stuff in, right. in, in that in, style. In time period. But she was in a show, a Disney Channel show that my kid liked called Live and Maddie, and she played two twin sisters but she played both roles it's like the opposite of what the olsons did yeah instead of two people playing one person it was one person playing two people oh my god and that was one of the i know they have the technology to make it work and so she was fantastic in that and it was just one of those things where it's just like you know it's like this kid's friggin' talented and now mm. the fact that she's not on the disney channel anymore she's doing something where she could actually like be more comedic and yeah you know, say curse brass, words and do everything yeah. like that. Uh-huh. She's fantastic. Crass, not brass. And just one of those. And uh, Ronnie Chang playing Kubla Khan made me laugh yes. a lot. Oh my gosh! Did you well, see- he got conned? Yeah. Oh man, he's that in it so later. Funny. He's in a later thing too, where they do a spoof, and it's the Real Housewives of yes, Kubla Khan, where it, all of his wives <laughs> and they actually have poor old Andy Cohen. <laughs> Like yeah. interviewing him like it's a post game show. It's a yeah, Zazzy Beats funny. is in there as Mary Magdalene. Later, she's fantastic. Oh, like I love Zazzy there's Beats so many, just from Atlanta, from uh, the Deadpool. There's m- small comedic actors. Drew Tarver's in there as Hitler on Ice. Yeah, see, I could just look and see these people, and I could be like, I know that guy from Comedy Bang Bang episode yeah. five twenty seven. <laughs> Did you get to uh, Jack Black as Stalin? Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, he, it just the, breaks into song. The song was great. Yeah. It was so great. They also had in the Jack Black and Stalin, they had Rob Corddry playing Lennon. Yeah. And I was like, when I saw it, I was like, Rob Corddry could play the fuck out of Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a yeah. dead rigger. The more I watched him, I was like, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of makeup. And he was like, yeah. Lennon. Baron Holtz playing Trotsky. I was like, I'd pay to watch this whole thing. It's, <laughs> him, it's exactly how I felt about Waking Life. Making, like, they cut away from something like that. I was like, no, no, yeah. I'll watch this whole fucking movie. Like, just make Jack Black be singing Stalin. Yeah. If it was Jack Black yeah. started singing Stalin, I'll be there. Let's do another Stalin funny movie movie fuck yeah yeah we could do another one i mean yeah it's communism it's hilarious like we talked about with chernobyl <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah i think the reason i recommended this for you just after seeing the first two episodes i was just like this is gonna be great they're nailing it yeah. it's not one of those things that mel brooks just put his name on it and i think mel yeah. brooks is the type of person people like kroll and definitely baron holtz and wanda sykes i would if you told me they were making a history of the world part two yeah with modern actors 
and I probably would have guessed most of these people that were in it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I would have guessed Nick Kroll, his whole crew. Mansukis is in a later episode. That's fantastic. Gotta love Jason Mansukis and all those people. And I'm like, who would be really interested in doing a History of the World Part Two? I would not have picked Wanda Sykes. She nails yeah. it. She's, She's so wonderful. funny, so quick. She I plays uh, an ongoing thing of uh, Representative Shirley Chisholm, yes. the first African American woman, I and it's like it. a '70s sitcom. Yes, so great. It's got the funny, corny '70s sitcom jokes in it, mm-hmm. with very funny yeah. like modern jokes in it. When Richard Nixon's there, and he's like, "I never knew a Shirley." Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, a woman made me laugh. <laughs> but I, I think they nailed it, and I was just I felt good recommending this to you. Yeah, only seeing one quarter of what would be produced, I was like, <laughs> "They nailed it!" Like it's yeah. so good. It's I'm so happy in it's a series. Yeah, it's going. It's like there. I think you should leave. It's what I would say. It's up there as being one of the Except, best. Sky- I will say this that they have. I think you should leave is a little bit different, just because. I mean, they're different sketches, but what I'm saying is no, no. I'm saying I think you should leave is so Tim Robinson based yeah. in. Granted, this you could say that like Mel Brooks, Nick Kroll based. Uh, it's it's more Crowley, yeah. But yeah. I think I think you should leave. It's just a lot more absurd, yeah, and genius. Don't well, get me wrong. What I'm saying is Netflix has got their sketch. Show. Oh, so you think they're going to keep Hulu doing this? Has their sketch show now. I will say this: they end it with uh, last of last sketches. They actually do Jews in space from the first uh, history of the world. Oh wow! It's like teased, like upcoming. Yeah, you know, Jews in space. That's cute. It's fantastic. <laughs> And yeah, I think they just I I was skeptical I about this at first. I can't believe how vulgar it is. I didn't yeah. think Mel Brooks would be okay with that. Did but. you did you know that uh, it's like a cliche thing now? People are like, oh, you can make Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And did you know they didn't want to make Blazing Saddles when Blazing Saddles came out? Yeah. They wanted because it to it was, be a white guy because it was too progressive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Yeah. I just knew that they wanted to make the black they didn't sheriff have, a white Yeah, they didn't person. want to have an African-American sheriff. They're just, like That's why they didn't want to make it back then. God so it's just like, it. yeah, they had a part time doing that, too, for the opposite reason. Like It was the conservative people that were upset <laughs> about them making Blazing Saddles. And now it's the conservative people saying, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today because these liberals. It's like, the, uh, I love Blazing why, Saddles. Why is Blazing Saddles this bellwether for comedy? Conservatives back then are like, I hate Blazing Saddles. And I'm right. like, I love Blazing Saddles. Exactly. And I will say this, Blazing Saddles, great movie. One of the, it's the funniest it's 15 minutes. It's got a five-minute fart joke in it. <laughs> the funniest first 15 minutes in a movie I've ever seen. I was always a Spaceballs guy. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I like Star Wars so much, but when I saw Spaceballs, it Blew my mind. Yeah. We man. rented it from a video store in Indy Atlantic, Florida, mm. and I watched it at my grandfather's house, and it blew my mind that they could do this. Yeah. When they had Mel Brooks come out as yogurt, and he's saying, <laughs> you know, with Spaceballs the store, and he's like, Spaceballs the flamethrower. When they said, now, we're watching now, now, I was like, it was one of those watershed moments for me. Like, the first time I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I'm just like, how do they do this? Uh, and That was me for Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was blown away by... Just how absolutely hilarious you can make something in just so such a dense amount of comedy. Yeah, I was laughing so hard. Did you uh, ever watch the first producers, the non-musical one or the musical one? No, I've seen the musical. You you didn't see the first one with uh, Zero Bustella and Gene Wilder. No, so they do a, a homage to that. This too. Great, because that's also and a there are little like Mel Brooks Easter eggs in it. Yeah, like at one point Nick crawls on the floor and he thinks someone's going to jump on him. He's like, "You're going to jump on me," and it's like, "Oh, that's Gene Wilder did that <laughs> shit, and Broderick did it in the musical and everything." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think everyone that 
did this had and I know I'm missing things that I want. Oh, fucking uh, Johnny Knoxville as Rasputin. Yeah, as Rasputin, hilarious. And then Jack Jack Raps, and that's actually like and he's got Chris Pontius and Wee Man. Yeah, and uh, the uh, the other guy, the big guy, the big guy. I cannot I remember his name. Yeah. It starts with a C. Preston Lacey. Preston doesn't even start with a C no, at it's all. Preston Lacey and. They're doing uh, Jack Rasp, which are all the ways that Rasputin was actually killed. Like in a later one, they cut his dick off. Yeah. And like that's something they actually did to Rasputin. And I was just like, that's – and it has the little jackass intro to it, yeah. the song by the Corotas. And it just killed it. And everyone had such Johnny reverence Maxfield. for this. It was and I, so good. Yeah, that's one of the fun yeah. things is you can tell everybody's having a fantastic fucking time. But job. everyone is also – they had this like kind of this vibe that you kind of pick up and they're like, holy shit, we're making History of the World yeah. Part Two. Like everyone kind of grew up on this. I was um, – Seth Rogen as Noah was hilarious. Did you get to that one yet? Yes. That was so Where he good. just brings Where dogs. just has tiny miniature dogs. <laughs> And then everybody pugs don't tell God. <laughs> <laughs> so genius. I thought that the cave woman, uh, the invention, mm-hmm. the discovery of fire was yeah. going to be annoying until because they brought out the lighter. Yeah, and I was like, that's stupid. I didn't like that. Yeah. But then they just started talking English. So. Yeah, I mean, they're not all. I like, I totally get that painting. <laughs> they're not all killers. Like there was a but sketch with so uh, Kumail Nanjiani where he's pitching the Kama Sutra. The Kama, Kama Sutra. <laughs> just if I'm sexual not positions. Slurp, slurp, with... slurp. Yes, I'm it's... eating soup. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's very. But profane, I love Kumail Nanjiani. Everyone does. He's so funny. He's got two eyes connected to a heart. You love Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> yeah. like, going back to when he was out of shape and he was doing the Indoor Kids podcast about video games. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, so what do you – I feel like I'm getting a three on this one. Yeah, right? you're absolutely getting a three. Yes. That's an easy three. I'm glad I forced you to watch it because I feel you like you too. would not have watched this. I would not have touched it I'm at not, all. I'm not trying to just take credit for everything, but I feel like that's one of those things you never would have booted up Hulu. No. And sat through this. No, no, not at all. Yes. So, yes, you did a fantastic thing. I really love this podcast. Yeah, uh, me too. This it's is my so favorite great. podcast. Just having to do stuff that is actually very interesting to me. <laughs> Can't wait to what you have to do for next week. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Great. I'm going to eat my own words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take a three on that one. So, that puts a score. I've got 41. Jake, you've got an even 40. Man, we are so good at this game. Yeah, we're doing all right. My it goal sh- is it to should keep be, it. It should be 41-39, but you made me like Waking Life a little bit more. That's right. See? God damn it. If you weren't just... See, people don't have... I want to get my one, though, because I want to make you read some philosophy, and it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm just not going to uh, do it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I will. I have to. So yeah, so that's the score. Uh, be well, sure to. I want to make you read the Hagakure, which is my favorite philosophical book because at one point where they're talking about very like abstract things, like running through the rain is something you should accept. You're soaking. This is true in all things. And then the next page, they're like, "This is how you take a human face off of a body. You need Jesus to piss on Christ. it, and then have a horse kick it." <laughs> this is really crazy. All right, well, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> Hopefully that's not next week. I got shit to do. <laughs> so uh, be sure to, if you're listening up, uh, tell a friend about the show. You can uh, subscribe, rate, and review, all that stuff. If you just do it like in your app, give it five stars, leave a review. It does. It kicks it up the algorithm and stuff like that so more people can do it. And that, that way you don't have to tell people about it. Yeah. Like If you want to not have a conversation with someone but still help <laughs> us, Leave a review. If you tell two friends and have your two friends tell two friends. It's not a pyramid scheme, Jacob. We've already. I'm not talking about a pyramid scheme. I'm talking no. about multi-level. There's multiple levels Multi-podcast to this market. Multi-podcast level marketing. <laughs> There's multiple levels to this market, okay? Are we at the top of the pyramid? And we're at the top of the market. Here's the deal. This pyramid's getting <laughs> built. If you want to be in at the top, <laughs> yeah. start it now. Because I got to tell you, it's going like a cult. <laughs> 
Last twenty percent's gonna suck for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna want to you, be. You better get on board now. When buddy. the creek starts rising, you're gonna want to be at the top mm. of that pyramid. Yeah, we're only giving a dollar to like the first three tiers. That's yeah, right. we we can fit that in the budget. <laughs> yeah. I got to move some money around, but we can probably make it work. <laughs> we can probably make it work. Uh, just saying, I have to move some money around. Sounds like a very <laughs> professional thing. He's gonna take it from his right pocket and put it to his left pocket. <laughs> it's all in crypto and NFTs, Jacob. <laughs> I spent all the camera money making NFTs of us. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no one did it. Uh, I so, found $600,000. <laughs> yes, it's going south so quickly. So uh, send us an email at upyouralleypod at uh, gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at upyouralleypod. Um, and then we're going to find out right now what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, Jacob, what do you got to recommend for me? So this is actually something that has relevance coming up. Ha-ha. So you're welcome. You're quite proud of yourself. Because I'm doing something that's, you know. You're pointing enthusiastically. Algorithmically uh, wonderful. All right. Not really, because nobody cares. That's but fine. the um, Cartoon DaVinci Brothers. I've heard many people ask me. It's this awesome. is one of those things that people have definitely been like, you watch this? No. It's going to be um, something... Where can I find it? It's going to be on HBO Max. Okay. It just switched. It used to be on Hulu, but it's now on HBO Max. It literally changed like two days ago. Okay. But it's a very fantastic show. How much of this am I watching? Give it as many episodes as you can. Okay. I don't like to restrict you. I'm a very open teacher. I let people learn as Thank they you. want. Thank you, Sensei. <laughs> but it's a very funny show. And Start they have from a, the beginning. Just yeah. pop it up. The first episode is going to be a pilot, and it's going to be hard to watch because it was made in Flash. A macromedia Flash. So it's fucking Homestar Runner, the cartoon show? Oh, you're going to see it, and you're going to have a nostalgia blast, dude. You're going to lose it. Yeah, it's gonna... been fucking like 24 years since Trogdor came out. <laughs> oh, my God. The kid was uh, doing some art project, and she was doing a dragon. I was like, you should draw Trogdor. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, God, this is like... If my dad brought up something to me from the 1970s, yeah. only it's Trogdor. And I'm like, you don't know. How do kids not know who Trogdor the Burdenator is? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, most people don't know who Trogdor the Burdenator is. Oh, are you drawing Dick Tracy's best friend, 88 Keys? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> stop it, Dad. No one knows Ooh, about your weird stuff. The devilish flat top is on here. <laughs> so I'll, all right, I'll check out a couple episodes of Venture Brothers. Uh, for you, I have it's my favorite time of the year, Jacob. Oh no! What time is that? The summer? No, it's March. Um, so not the summer, the spring. You think? It's specifically we are currently in the middle of spring training. Baseball's back. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I, not, I'm not off yet. I'm okay, not. I love baseball. I love going to baseball games. I know you do. Yes. So, uh, but one of the other things is you like legends. 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 My, larger than life Marvel legends no oh. larger than life characters yes people that excel yeah. in something so there's a yeah. documentary on netflix came out last year uh-huh. it is called facing nolan facing nolan it is okay. all about teammates and hitters that all pitched or pitched with played with or batted against hall of fame pitcher nolan ryan okay one of the best pitchers to ever do it some would say the best okay, he's cool. also just a badass guy yeah like at one point i'm not gonna an interesting character as he as it were dude nolan ryan ruled like he was one of those people where i remember growing up as a kid you got a nolan ryan card and that was just you know fucking a the thing he pitched for 27 years wow cool which is amazing yeah and like he would get into fights put people in headlocks and just start beating the shit out of people (laughs) like okay yeah he's an old school texas pitcher 
That's great. Like he's got a little bit of redneck in him. He's like he's like if Johnny Cash threw a baseball. <laughs> like and it's cool. a, a great documentary about so you know like nothing about Nolan Ryan. No. Heard the name before. Nolan North Ryan Reynolds put into one person. No, not that. His okay, own person. Then I have no idea. Nolan Ryan. Nolan North. All right, trust me, you're going to love him. <laughs> yeah. So Facing Nolan, it's on Netflix. Okay. Check that out. Very interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's the show for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened. Be sure to tell yeah. a friend. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page because we're going to put some stuff up there. I've got yeah. some cool ideas that I'm going to talk to Jake about. Great. And we're going to, you know, as soon as we get this camera situation locked down, then we'll start recording it. And then you can watch it on YouTube or not. You can just play it in the background. Yeah. And make that work. Give us some views. Yeah, do that. Give us some thumbs up. We're coming for you, Mr. Beast. Don't forget to hit that bell. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I guarantee we're not going to we're not going to bug you too much. If you want to hit that bell, it. that bell will not be wrong. You hit that bell. <laughs> I'm going to do it every episode. I'm not going to put you every on camera. I'm just going to have minutes. a camera on me. Yeah, that's a smart move. move. <laughs> so that's going to be a play along where you can just see me with no noise and you try to figure out what Jake's saying to irk me <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. moment. <laughs> And you get to see me drink my liquid death. I just want the <laughs> mic on me until it can start here. You hit that and it just cuts <laughs> off. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take care of that. And, uh, yeah, do all those things. Send us an email. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Tell a friend. All right. Thanks for coming out, Jake. Love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.